this morning yeah since it's april fools at the time of recording oh yes <laughs> i texted mark not even thinking about the fact that it was april fools and i was just like so i just shaved off half of my mustache on accident <laughs> and now i just have to shave the whole thing off and they were like i don't believe you it's april fools and i was like just gonna play the prank anyway yeah <laughs> and intentional april fool right and they were like it's i know what today's date is i'm not falling for it so i sent like a picture of the sink because i hadn't like cleaned out the sink from the hair yet and they were like that's not enough hair because i actually like was shaving <laughs> yeah, at the trims. time that i sent it and i was like see that clump that's where it's at I, like that's where i like shaved nicked some off and they're like i don't believe you and then i like trimmed my actual mustache yeah and i was like see here's more hair in the sink <laughs> and they're like i don't believe you still you need you need to use like an ai generated no mustache I remover literally did that <laughs> literally did that like used used a bad photo of me yes. this morning <laughs> that i took this morning <laughs> oh my god that lip is so naked and they still did not believe it and that then they sent it to our group chat and everybody like green and robbie were like freaking out yeah <laughs> and they were, they like fully bought it and then i also sent it to my group chat with Karis and twat yeah <laughs> and they all believed it and then what i got here mark was gonna drop off their apartment key they didn't have their apartment key with them because they're in the work car <laughs> and fully like i was gonna put on a mask yeah. whenever they dropped the key off like, I'm but too they, embarrassed. Like, they pulled up too quick for me to like catch on because i forgot work car and they were like ha i knew it you didn't shave your mustache i was like damn it Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I ain't saying she's a gold digger. I'm just saying she's a flapjack. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> Get it together, Fawn. Come on. Look, I'm just a deer in headlights. Fawn. Uh, that checks out. Well, happy April Fool's. Yeah. Um,. So that is so funny. Do you ever do like normal April Fool's pranks? Like, is this like a, a normal thing for you at all? Or are you Not just a really. prankster in general? I'm just a prankster in general. I keep <laughs> telling Mark that I'm going to get Nerf guns for us. Oh, yeah. And that way, like, I can just surprise them and like bean them with the <laughs> Nerf gun. Because I am the person that Mark will go in a room. Gun violence is not a joke, Fawn. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're Nerf bullets. <laughs> but I will like go in a room and Mark will be in the like the kitchen and I will like hide outside of the kitchen or I'll like creep up behind them and scare the ever loving shit out of them. <laughs> and I swear to God, I need to start recording it and start making this into TikTok. Yeah, you should. Because they Prank like TikToks are huge. They are like, why do you do this? And I'm like, if you saw the reaction that you have, <laughs> you would understand why I do this. Honestly, I would like to see it. 
Yeah, let's make it happen. I need a, a Fawn and Taurine TikTok channel where you just prank each other. I just love scaring the shit out of people. Now, does Taurine prank you or does or is it only a one-way street? They try to prank me. Oh, they're one of those. I They usually don't succeed as well. <laughs> I feel like you're hard to get. Yeah. Like, you're kind of always ready for the bullshit. The, the ones that can get me are whenever I go over to Karis's for a sewing night. Sometimes her or kyle will be able to scare the ever-loving shit out of me (laughs) because like we'll be in the like sewing room and one of them will like just come in and be like scream really loud but like (laughs) quietly they like creep up quietly yeah we're at one point we had an air gun like a oh my god air horn (laughs) yeah um (laughs) <laughs> and would just like blast the air horn yeah <laughs> jesus i honestly i got to see such a fun side of karis at the twat like twat look show you know i i feel like i know karis from working with her but i don't like no no karis you know yeah. and she was just going off at the diy show it was so funny to me because she would like rolling around on the floor coming to people in the back like accusing them of stuff like just being funny <laughs> i really really enjoyed her um What's okay? I wanted to tell you about an April Fool's joke that a friend of mine's mother did to them when they were in high school, and I've always thought this was like the most fucked up thing. <laughs> so what happened was April Fool's morning, right? My friend, he lives on the second story of their house. Mm-hmm. His mother put jam on the top two stairs. <laughs> of the house <laughs> and he slipped and fell down the stairs not knowing that there was jelly right and must be jelly because jam don't shake <laughs> right and then when she got down when uh when my friend like got to the bottom of the stairs his mother was waiting there and she was like oh no i had my period this morning <laughs> I couldn't control it. Did you slip on it? I was trying to get up there to clean it up. (laughs) Oh my God. It was like, what the hell? Here's the thing. That is incredibly fucked up, but also incredibly me behavior. (laughs) But it was, it was a long staircase. Like I I was like, what if, what if she had killed you? You know, I would have like probably, I don't know. I might've done it without thinking and put it at the top of the steps, (laughs) but I feel like I would like to believe that I would do it at the bottom of the the bottom. Right. (laughs) <laughs> well i i don't know I, I just find these prank videos to be so insane you know some of them i'm like it's i don't clearly like the messy fake. ones yeah oh like, my god do you have time to clean up like when they have like balloons of like water and flour or whatever mm. above somebody's head and they like shoot it have you seen those i have i don't mind those as much because it's like not a huge mess but it's still like a significant yeah, but mess. they still make a mess in the house yeah no, not in the house no. and, or well, like the confetti guns oh, yeah uh, now the one i really hate is the there was that kid who put the peanut butter all over his oh i've been seeing that kitchen multiple places now like multiple people have done that now covering the entire kitchen in peanut butter that is that is insane to me we uh, how okay. do you have that much peanut butter true next thing you know peanut butter is going to be like eggs and prices are going to be going up and do you want ants because that's how you get ants <laughs> my yeah my um i mean also from someone who like has remodeled their own kitchen i mean danny did most of the work but i i did at least 20 percent, and that was a lot of hard work okay and for people who have done it themselves like if someone came into my house and like put peanut butter everywhere I, like i could not be held liable for what would happen to them 
I'll say that much. <laughs> Note to self, if I ever want to see Flap completely lose it Rage. and ruin our friendship, cover the entire kitchen in peanut butter. <laughs> no, this podcast would just have a very different shift in tone because <laughs> oh I still want to keep creating content. I'd just be very mad about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah. Or I, so I used to work with kids in when I lived in Austin. I was an AmeriCorps volunteer. And a lot of them, um, like prank videos got really big on TikTok. Or but not even TikTok. I think they were just watching YouTube then, and um, they would just like hit me sometimes and be like, "Ha, pranked!" <laughs> I was like, "That's not a that's not a prank." <laughs> like, you like, know. And, and then we had to have a conversation. It was like this whole big thing. It's just violence. <laughs> it's just violence, right? <laughs> and I, I think people have a hard time separating like doing something that's like genuinely funny, that's mildly irritating, yeah. is a prank, not like robbing someone blind being a prank you know my favorite one i saw it again in a different version i saw one one time where somebody got like 200 tiny babies on um mardi amazon gras? with the mardi gras babies yeah oh okay they got like 200 of those and like hid them all over like their house for their partner to find <laughs> and i just <laughs> saw one like literally the other day where somebody was dog or house sitting for one of their friends yeah. and they got 200 tiny ducks ah! <laughs> I love that. and like the entire video is them like putting them in places but obviously not all 200 of them so their friend is still gonna <laughs> not find all of them and i'm just like i sent it to mark and mark was like this is you behavior i was like just wait till we get our house yeah <laughs> no it is so fun i mean what once i mean you could even do it now like in the in an apartment but like yeah it, but once, once if we're gonna be moving yeah but once you're like in a living like a shared living space like it's so fun just to like prank each other i i, I haven't done this in a while but we um i used to have this signed so danny want, yeah you know everyone knows i love rocky horror mm -hmm. and danny once got me a poster that came with like a signed tim curry um frankenfurter photo love oh. it i think it's really cool but danny hates it he didn't know it was coming with the photo it was, a, it was like a surprise gift and it's one of those photos where like the eyes kind of follow you you know wherever you oh. go and yeah it's not intentional it's just like it makes you feel that way and so what i what i started it's to possessed. do right what i would start to do he would like hide it like put it in like a drawer mm -hmm. and so i would just start putting it in places like replacing it with photos just to see <laughs> how long it would take for him to notice um and that was that was always a blast it was one of my favorites like because I, I would be like the middle of the night and i would hear him go <sighs> clay why is frank looking at me <laughs> <laughs> that's some shit that i would do yeah it's it's the best well <clears throat> in the drag world what's going on with fawn Fawn is getting ready for... What am I getting ready for? Um, obviously, we have Bingo. Bingo, yeah. On April, April 12th. Yes. Second Wednesday of every month. At Highwire Brewery. And we are doing it uh, with collaboration with Magic City Acceptance Center and the Crisis Center. Yes. Try to wear teal when you come out to this one in support of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yes. I believe. Domestic I also violence. have another show this month that I don't know if it's officially been announced yet, so oh, I don't okay. know if I can talk about it yet. But I'm working on some really cool stuff for that show. Oh, that's exciting. I just ordered new heels. Can you... Ooh, new heels. Well, I ordered new platforms because there's not really a heel. Are you trying to do like a sugar spice thing? No, it's the... I They're like the... <laughs> gravity wedges. But oh. they're pleaser boots, so they come in my size. Come! 
Oh, oh, yeah, that is cool. Okay, the, so the gravity wedges are the ones that don't have that heel. Yeah, but the, it's just like on the front end. It's eight inches tall and it doesn't have a heel. Are you? Oh my god, have you walked in something no. like that before? No, but I will be wearing them on the twenty first, and also wait. Are, and did you get the clear ones? Yeah, I got the clear ones because I'm going to use them for my deer look. Oh, are you going to paint them, or are you just no? I'm just trying to clear. have like a hoof foot look. It's just going to be like, I'm a deer. <laughs> I also might. <laughs> That's the concept. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I might try to like take the bottom off and fill it, fill the like clear bottom. Oh, cool. Because like, I also got the clear rather than getting black or red or pink because clear will go with everything and will also go with the deer look. Hey, well, you know what they say. What? If the water is clear, cheer. Oh my God. I know I do. Um, okay, well, that's exciting. Can, yeah. well, I, 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 I want to know what the show is for. Okay, well, I guess I'll just have to wait. Um, but yes, for April 12th, we have Drag Bingo at Highwire. Also, right around the corner. I'm just, it's like hitting me now that it is April. That next month, on Thursday, May 18th, we have Roast in Peace Angel Face. Yeah. So make sure you get your tickets now at bftonline.org. I think that show is definitely going to sell out. So make sure you go and get those tickets right now. They're $15 ahead. Um, and it's going to be a really, really, really good time. We're also excited to celebrate two of our friends in the community, friends and one lover uh, who happen to have a birthday on that same day. So it's just going to be a big celebration of everyone and a roast of Angel Face, <laughs> which I'm excited for. Not to mention at the end of this month on April 29th, we will both be at Kara's Drag Brunch All-Stars oh, this month. Oh, yeah! You and Amberly are our guests. Yes! I'm so excited to go back to Kara's Drag Brunch. It's been uh, like a whole year. It's literally been a year. I looked at the poster, or I was looking at memories yesterday, and I sent a screenshot to Kara's, and I was like, oh my God, it's literally been one year because <laughs> we had Flap in April of last year. Yay! Well, yeah. And by then, I remember telling them like, oh yeah, April is definitely going to be enough time. Um, well, Hold on. Never mind. I think I can't say the thing I'm about to say, but um, never mind. We should move on. Oh, <laughs> oh, I think I know what you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so in addition to those shows next weekend, I'm going to be in, or yeah, next weekend, or actually at the time that this episode is released this weekend, I'm going to be at the Austin International Drag Festival. I'm a featured artist there as a part of Camp One and Kiki, so I'm really excited to be um, going and joining pe- my old Austin friends who I haven't seen in so long um, at the Austin Drag Fest. There's a good lineup for that. It's amazing. And I don't I know saw, if they've like, announced everyone, but I'm really pumped for some of these folks who are going to be there. I saw the like the Camp One and Kiki takeover show that you're going to be in while you're there too, and that's a great lineup. Yeah, at Iron Bear on. Uh, eight, April 6th, that we will have a huge Camp Wanakiki takeover show. The Sugar Baker Twins are going to be there. I'm going to be there. Xenon TV, Clinica de Precious, Coleslaw, uh, so many others. I'm just trying to... Diana re- Fire. Diana Fire. I need you to tell Diana how much I love her. You should just come. Wait, next weekend? No, well, it's Thursday. <laughs> oh, no, I can't do it Thursday. <laughs> Boo! I might be going... I'm going to try to go to Atlanta next friday oh fun because twat will be performing at manhole oh i'm trying to go to that we'll see that's gonna be so fun i just want to say i'm also very excited miss kitty litter atx is gonna be there um i know she's like your favorite she yeah i mean she's the one who really sold me on campy drag so i'm very excited to unite with my icon so 
Oh, and Bulimian Rhapsody, all the Austin people. So um, anyways, yes, that's going to be a really fun show. And if you happen to be in Austin, please come out, come see me. I'm going to be performing all throughout the weekend. The schedule has not been entirely finalized yet, but I will be there. I'll be performing about three or four times at the actual festival itself. Um, so yeah. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, and merch. If you want to get some merch, you can do that at the links in the description of this episode. So make sure you swing over to my merch shop. I actually just got a new banner. Big shout out to Robbie Wise for making a nice flapjack banner because the old one I had just had you zooming in on my crusty um, <laughs> eye makeup at the time. So. I love Robbie. Robbie does great um, editing and yes, like work. graphic design, yeah. anything you need. Robbie is so awesome. Um, so yeah, swing over, grab a sticker, grab a mug, and don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Yes, that really helps us out. It'll help out the algorithm so we get placed into more people suggested for people looking at listening to drag podcasts. And it just like helps us do better. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break and we will be back talking about some of the events of the week. And we are back. Hi, horse. And now it's time to talk about everyone's most relevant television drag competition show. Cue the sniper. Yeah. Cue the sniper. (laughs) It's Drag Race. Yeah. Okay, I actually got into a little bit of hot water on Twitter recently because... I so I am probably the biggest advocate for people to watch Camp Wanakiki that I know. And like I'm I'm a try. If you don't if you talk about drag and you don't at least mention Camp Wanakiki, I would be like, what about the campy queen? And so I'm that annoying <laughs> bitch. Uh, and on drag race on, on Twitter, there was someone who posted this huge list of all of the drag race people with food names. Yeah. And so I just responded and they were like, oh, this is my dream lineup. And I just responded, y'all really only watch drag race. Huh? And people went in on me. <laughs> and I was like, I just want you to watch my TV show. <laughs> I mean, like anytime that I'm talking about like with people, whether they watch just drag race or they watch more than drag race. If I'm talking about like the drag competition shows, like as a, yeah format mm-hmm. i always i'm like drag race dragula and camp one and kiki i feel like they're the big three literally last night said that when we were talking because we went to one of mark's friends to watch the mandalorian Ooh, yeah we caught up on the mandalorian and then also watched drag race because some of mark's friends actually watched drag race oh cool. um and so there was it's like there's a couple that actually watches it and then we were forcing everybody else <laughs> to, to sit watch. in and everybody was just in awe of everybody in the top four it's a really good top four um also hold on back up mandalorian is our new episodes of that still coming out i thought that show was over no it's um on season three right now really yeah i thought i thought it ended with um spoilers skip ahead like 30 seconds with the uh mark hamill showing up like the recreation and then okay so what you've got to do is after you finish season two of the Mandalorian, you've got to watch Book of Boba Fett. If you Book of Boba Fett, if you don't Boba Fett, Boba Boba Fett, <laughs> take a new mix. Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, if you do not watch Book of Boba Fett between season two and season three, you will be completely and utterly lost. 
Oh, so wait, did the thing that I just said, does that happen? Is that the end of the Mandalorian or no? Oh, so, okay. Is that like the end of season two? Yeah. Oh, I, so I saw that and I was like, what a nice way to end it. I think it's a little weird, but okay. And I, I just thought that was done. And so I heard y'all t- were talking about it. I'm like Pedro Pascal being in it. And I was like, is there more? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I need to catch up. Watch Book of Boba Fight. Boba Boba Fett. You're going to say that everywhere you go now. <laughs> Is that girl who like voted for Trump still in the show? No. Oh, thank they God. They wrote her out of the show. Good. Okay. Yeah. I, I really liked her as a character. Dune, I think, was her character's name. Yeah. The pro wrestler or whatever. Right. What She she did something else that was, it wasn't she just voting all, for Trump, but it was there like. There was also some like transphobic comments that she had yeah. made too. Yeah. They props to Disney. I feel like Disney has been very like <clears throat> so for for a company that typically doesn't really take a stance. I feel like they have been very affirming of queer people recently because they wised up and realized that that's like most of their adult. If only they would have properly promoted the gay movie. Oh, true. Yeah, with uh, Jabuki. I don't know. I still haven't White. watched it. I I re- we should watch it and talk about it. Yeah, I yeah. would be down. There's a a few Disney movies that I haven't watched yet, like Turning Red. Which oh, I, really, I haven't I seen that either. Wonder if they got if they didn't promote that gay one as much because of the negative feedback from Turning Red. Yeah, maybe I I don't know. We should watch it and like tell everyone about it. Um, anyways, but we're not here to talk about the rights of media representation of queer folks this time <laughs> we are talking about drag race episodes 12 13 and 14 because uh flapjack has finally caught up <laughs> sorry i was awol for a bit um but yeah let's let's talk about it so episode 12 we had wig loose the rusical um orville peck was the guest judge you know i was loving that oh yeah i, I mean also the way he like braided his little fringe yeah and the way he was fully rhinestone too. yeah oh. he came correct and he was like he was great at like coming up with the um ad libs for like when they were walking the runway you know sometimes oh, yeah. the guest judge was, like won't have anything he's such a natural yeah he's granted ugh. he's also been on like uh dragula once or twice already Oh yeah, he has, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of the episodes he was on Dragula. I don't know if he's been on two, but I know he's been on at least one. One of them was with Trixie. Oh, oh, that makes sense. I'm glad that they brought him on to Drag Race because he is one who like books Drag Race um, girls regularly. You yeah. know, like he has that one music video with like I-, I can't remember who else is in it, but I know Jada Essence Hall is in it, and it's like at the drive-in, and he booked Louisiana Purchase for like. Uh, Queen of the Rodeo, King of the yeah. Rodeo, yeah, one of those. Whatever. Queen of the called. Rodeo Queen is the one rodeo. of my like favorite off of the that album. Yeah, I kind of not think of the name of that album. They're all named after horses because there's Bronco. Oh. Is that Pony? Is that that album? I don't know, but I, I see he's not one who I listen to super regularly because I'm just not that into that style of music but if if i'm ever like feeling sad and i and you you, some, you know how sometimes you get in a mood where you're sad and you want to listen to like music that makes you sadder yeah like <laughs> i go to orville back i love orville i've performed orville a couple times oh i've performed oral <laughs> i like made the french mask and everything when i did it oh really yeah i, I know there was one queen who did oh, him for snatch game on down under and it was bad a mess bad <laughs> yeah I think I did it at the Nick. I think we were both booked for that show, the country show. Oh, were, were we both booked for that? Yeah, show? we were both in the country show. 
That was where I unveil, unveiled my um, barnyard look yes. that was unaired, so it was fine. Um, yeah, and I discovered that people really liked it. So, Anyways, okay, Orville Peck, he was probably the most exciting guest judge to me. I can't wait to see him in person. When are you going to see him in person? At the uh, Iron City. Oh, that's right. I remember. That's like in the fall, right? No, it's the 20th. Of April? Yeah. Holy shit, that's right around the corner. Yeah, Mark got those tickets for our anniversary oh how fun and told me in advance because it's four days before our anniversary oh my god i can't believe that y'all will have been a- together for a year i feel like like i've known you for as, as a couple for so long like right. it just feels like you've been together forever but it's really only been a year yeah wow well congrats it's it feels so like exciting. forever but it also feels like it's not like it yeah. feels like it's been like just a few days but i'll not really but like it feels like it hasn't been that long but it also feels like it's been forever yeah it feels feels, yeah it feels correct good ways in both ways right 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 i understand what you mean um okay so in the wig loose the rusical it was the glove uh everybody say glove runway once again we were deprived of irene right what was hers i didn't see her look oh i i knew there was going to be a glove runway because when she did her whatcha pack in her glove runway was one of the looks in the background of the oh. watch a packet. It was like a black dress with a giant glove coming over the back. Oh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I she would have been the runway queen and the drama. I I honestly can't believe they got rid of her. Uh, she would have been the villain and the runway queen. Yeah, I know at the beginning of the season I kind of felt I was like happy for Amethyst to get to spend a little more time there because I, I kind of identified with the type of drag she does, but to be honest, I think that Irene just, she she spent way more on her package and like it, it was just way more, I think it would have been better content to and keep Irene, yeah. And there's been controversy around like people being like, oh, you bought all this after the season just so you could have good content. And she's like, no, I've got the receipts and the designers yeah. are pulling up receipts because they're like, she's like, why would I spend all this money after I've already lost? Also, what a weird thing to accuse someone of, yeah. you know, get a life. And so like whenever the makeover ha- episode happened, she like made over Bosco for fun. And she had to put this like, like warning in there. She was like, this isn't what I brought for the runway. But since it was the runway challenge this week, yeah. I made over Bosco. That's Okay. Well, um, but like every other thing, like I'm like she had that in Watch a Packet, right? She she was so excellent. <clears throat> that, that's why I'm kind of thankful for Camp Wanakiki doing the hiker runways. So no yeah. one <clears throat> no one can ever accuse us of what we did or didn't bring. Um, but I do wish that Opal's actual <laughs> water runway um, could be seen. Anyways, Drag Race. So they did the uh, Anitra one the the rusical that um, did not make sense to me oh really running up the hill was the lip sync that was a bad lip selena sync. versus lucy and selena was eliminated okay thoughts on the whole thing lucy shouldn't have been in the bottom lucy was Same. only in the bottom because people said her name i i agree who would you have put in the bottom i honestly did not care for anitra's hmm um she did great in her solo parts but when they were doing group choreo her face wasn't in it and she just kind of it just when they were doing group choreo, it felt like she was just going through the motions. She faded really hard whenever it wasn't her solo moment. I thought Lux should have been in the bottom um, because there were several moments that she missed things. She dropped things. And I just didn't feel that she really embodied the character. Um, she had enough like wink, wink, nudge, nudge moments, though, that were good and stand out. 
Yeah, like I, the fan. To me, I, I honestly just thought she was the only one who didn't, who did, who, who had things that I could, I noticed were wrong yeah. <laughs> over others. I didn't notice that thing about Anitra, um, and I still don't get the whole thing with Selena. I mean, to me, it was that they all said her name, right? Yeah. Um, and to me, I think it's so weird that they all said Selena and Lucy when Mistress is up there with only one win. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to talk track record. <clears throat> it's because nobody likes Lucy. The gaslighting of Lucy. And I, I really like Mistress. So I like I don't want her to go, but I, I, I started to really like Lucy. So I was really upset that they were so awful to her, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the common denominator here is that Sasha Colby is easily the winner of the season. I thought she was going to win this episode. I thought she was going to win that episode. I mean, there have been at least six episodes I thought Sasha was going to win the whole thing. And and they were like, we need it to be fair (laughs) to these other girls. (laughs) I thought she should have won. And then, also, one thing I didn't care for was Lux coming for Lucy's drag, saying that it was generic. Oh, same. Because it's not. Well. Do you think it's generic? I I don't. I wouldn't say that it's like generic but i also wouldn't say that it's not generic lucy's drag is just as generic as lux's is i could put my finger over the head and see somebody else in a lot of either of their drags Mm. so i'm like if you're gonna give that critique make sure it doesn't apply to you because it feels like an insecurity yeah i i don't know i the, the lux has gone down on my list a little bit <laughs> over the last few weeks i just feel like she has it's one of those people where you, she i feel like she's been putting other people down to make herself feel mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. and i don't and i have not loved that she's making good tv but though she is and it's also a tv show so i needed to remind myself of that um but as a character i've not been super thrilled yeah. with some of the things that she's done and I've, I've also seen her do a lot of things that i've seen other queens do right so like- like a lot of her runways have been basically copies of other people's, you know? Right. So it, you know, it's what it is, but I think Lux is very talented and they all deserve to be there. What did you think of the Rusical itself? The Rusical was like one of the best Rusicals we've had. I thought really and truly they could have just kept everybody this episode and not sent somebody home. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll come to it at the end, but there have been so many opportunities for them to just keep everyone, you know, but yeah. Okay. We'll get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, all right. So teacher makeovers episode 13, it started with the spill the tea mini challenge. Um, Selena was eliminated in the previous episode and, uh, Oh wait, hold on. We need to talk about Selena a little bit more. Did you see? So, you know, she, did you see the Bob performance? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. I want to play it because just in case people haven't seen this performance, it is so funny. Bob made this, uh, did this performance where he performed in front, like Bob the Track Queen, performed in front of Selena Estides in her elimination runway to running up that hill, but made a mix where she included the uh, Ross Matthews, you can eat my ass, faggot. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic. It starts and she has like the giant hands on and... <laughs> Herself up, and she has to like cover her mouth with these giant glove hands. 
That's why you could end it. You can eat my ass, faggot. <laughs> Iconic. Okay, I, some people have been saying that she, that Selena, should not have said "faggot" as a slur, like or in that way on the mic. Oh well. What do you think? Yeah, I say it. I feel the same. It's like we're reclaiming it. Time right. to move on. <laughs> and also, I do feel that Ross kind of gives the worst critiques. Like, yeah, it, it's always like he tells these like really long stories and they're not actually like constructive criticism he's just being a comedian and like what does he know like he's not like a fashion girl like if it was a comedy challenge sure i think he knows his shit but right in what other case does it make sense for him to be there i don't know it, it seems like he has needs to shut his no drag knowledge mouth if you ask me oh same, Wait, with, same is, with a lot of them is this another jbc situation uh, maybe I, I haven't always felt this way about him though like it's just it, the more and more the longer that i've done drag the more that i've been like he doesn't know anything you know like you who, said the skinnier he? ross got the more, the more I hate incorrect him. he got <laughs> that's that's a trend for me unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> the thinner you are the less i like you <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know get out of here fun okay <laughs> Um, episode 13. <laughs> no, Anything else about episode 12? I just feel like we covered it all now. I think so. Okay. I didn't think Selena deserved to go home. I And I love her. And I'm excited to see her on All Stars. I hope she comes back. But who knows? Maybe she won't. Although that should be her interest line. She's been, she'd just be like, what up, faggots? Like, what? <laughs> um, okay. So teacher makeovers. Spill the tea challenge. The queens make over the teachers. And each were one. And Lucy was eliminated. Thoughts? Lucy won another mini challenge. Mm-hmm. That's three mini challenges. <laughs> Most ever. Five wins. She's got five wins. Good That's job, more Lucy. than Sasha. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty that was pretty wild. Now, I will say, and we may have talked about this before on the pod, but I think when she said that, like at the beginning of the season, that she has won some of the most iconic challenges. I do think that that is true. She know? won the photo shoot and she won the reading challenge. Yeah, and I think that I think those I think those are notable. But I don't I don't think she should be out here saying, "Oh, I got eight hundred challenge wins because I won three mini challenges." You know, right? Um, and she won the spill the tea challenge for saying that she is going to be next to go, and I do think that sealed her fate. Uh, if yeah, I'm being honest. 
Um, I also like think she was one of the best this episode. Same. Here's I, the thing: the, there's something that with the makeover, the drag race, and makeover yep. challenges these days. It's no longer family resemblance. It's make it the same but opposite. But it's not like the producers. Like I think that they just use this to manipulate it however they want the season to. But go, I mean, you like. Know? It's kind of like what's the same but opposite. Like Anitra and her partner had the exact same thing on, just mirrored. True. I just feel like we also hear the critique fairly frequently, and I and I'm sorry, I can't think of an example right now. But like, I, I feel like we we frequently see. Well, we didn't want you to be twins. You it's know? like so wild, and I like don't get it. Yeah, because I think didn't Danny win the makeover on UK? Danny Beard. Yeah, I don't think that. She did. Did they do a makeover? Yeah. I thought they, they did something in like pairs where her and Pixie Polite were together. I remember no, they that. did a makeover challenge because that's the challenge I think Pixie went home. Oh, really? Danny did her and her partner had <gasps> on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. The lace front beards and opposite, like it was like a pink and or oh, a lavender yeah, they're, and mint. They're queen team. team. They're queen team. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I think Danny won that. Yeah. It was I Danny or right. Cheddar. Yes. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of like team challenges like that in And to me Lucy's It was the best. She looked the most like like her. Right. But, you know, I, I saw the clearest family resemblance between yeah. Lucy and her teacher. Without it being the exact same. Yes. Now, did you see that uh now I, I know Ross Matthews commented on the rhinestone of the shoe, and I wanna give props to Lucy for pointing out how stupid of a critique that is just to say that because like she was like when they asked you what do you wish you had done differently she just said i really wish i'd add a rhinestone to the shoe i think that would have tied it all together you know like yeah. it's so obvious how dumb of a, of a critique that was and right. the makeover challenge this is when i start to get mad at drag race because it's like you just feel the production meddling and I, I just see myself a lot in Lucy. And so I think that if I was to go on Drag Race, I see similar things happening and it makes me mad. Because it's <laughs> also like one of those things like <sighs> these queens bring their shoes. Yeah. But then their makeover shoes are provided usually, right. I think. And how are you supposed to know? Right. Well, like the size shoe of the person that you're going to be with, right? Or the style that the production is going to have. Yeah. I al- I already thought it was impressive that Lucy was able to make outfits work for both of them that didn't look like they were made from stretch fabric. Right. You know? And, ugh. And yeah. they, it was pieces that could have been paired back and forth between either outfit, yes. too. And it was more than just a dress. It was a dress with a coat. Right. And like, yeah, I, don't know. I, I just I thought it was it, it was just so, such clear production meddling, in my opinion. And um, yeah, and I'm also glad that the guest judge as well called her out on it or called Michelle out on it. She was like, yeah. you know, I have to disagree with Michelle. I thought that Lucy was one of the best. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because she was. And it's, y'all are Lucy like, ran out of story and they needed right. a, her versus Lux for a story. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, Lux did deserve to be in the bottom. Lux totally deserved to be in the bottom. I would have put Mistress down there with her. Uh, same. I, I Same. Um, but I also didn't think that Anitra deserved to win this no. one. It was a little random to me. I like Anitra, but... I think Lucy should have won. I did too. 
Her or Sasha. <laughs> but Sasha's my, was kind of exactly the same, wasn't it? Well, one was a long dress, one was a short dress. Oh, that's right. That's right. My only thing with Sasha is you could tell that was her first time ever padding. Oh, true. Yeah, she looked very <laughs> voluptuous. You could tell that was her first time ever padding. And like, I think she wore those shorts and didn't wear tights over it. Yeah. So it didn't compress it down any. Or maybe first time in a long time <laughs> padding. But yeah I, I you're right you're right on that it was a little strange looking um yeah. also i didn't like anitra's hair her partner had this really sculpted piece and then she just had this little baby top bun oh her her hair didn't stick out to me i i just know that this episode was one that really it, it got me really set off and i like i drafted up several tweets where i was ready to like get mad and say something and i was like no flapjack hold it together hold it together you don't need to put anger and hate and hatred into this world so i left it in my drafts and maybe one day i will release those thoughts but no i won't um that's what the podcast is for that's what the podcast is for precisely yeah and i i feel like it sounds nicer when i um rip them to shreds with my voice uh because we got that sweet southern southern drawl yeah yeah uh (laughs) um okay but the lip sync was everything uh lux's uh what's that song are you sure that lip sync was everything it was i really liked it did you not like it no I liked the song. I liked what? I thought Lux did such a good job. No, I, I thought her face, you know, didn't know the words, but otherwise, it, she did a really good job. She did. Her face didn't know the words for a lip sync. Yeah, yeah. So no. <laughs> but I, I honestly, they could have gotten rid of both of them, and I would have been fine. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I I think that I would have. There's just been a lot of lip syncs this season that I've been like, they could have both gone home. Wow. There's really? also been a, quite a few lip syncs this season that I'm like, they both could have stayed. Yeah. So I, I thought the biggest one were really high highs and really low lows. So true. I thought the one where they both could have uh, stayed for sure was Marsha and um, Anitra. Yeah. Like that, that one is easily the best uh, of the whole season. And, but, but this Lux and Lucy, I thought it was clear that Lux beat Lucy. Um, I'll, I'll, I really enjoyed her performance. So here's the thing: if you don't know the words, you should be sent home. True, but also that's a that's a lot of words to I learn. I don't care. It's a lot, Robin. I don't care. I I, I know if I'd I, expect that if I was on the show to to be sent home if, if you didn't I didn't know, know the, the words. words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll see. I'm never gonna get on. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've never even auditioned. So uh, I I feel. Um, okay, well, anything else on the teacher makeover episode? Oh, I wanted to say Ms. Reyes, <laughs> the uh, Lux's teacher, she was so funny to me, but just like for no reason. Um, like the, or for, for a reason, but like when, when she was like, okay, just get out there and dance and show me what you got. And she was just like arm marching, but doing these awkward like sway. Iconic. <laughs> Honestly, it was the most like kindergarten teacher dancing I've ever seen. Honestly, the makeover challenge is just like more than anything, it's a branding challenge. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, what I'm really tired of is Anitra wearing a cat suit every runway and getting away with it and not being said anything about it. Yeah, that's true. If you're going to say something about Bosco wearing a bra and panty every week, even when Bosco would have like a coat with it and there would be other elements to it. Yeah. Why isn't anything being said to Anitra or is it just because you're trying to push her to the finals? 
I, I think they are probably trying to push her to the finals because that is going to be the ultimate lip sync. It's got to be, right? Just, if, I, if we don't get Sasha versus Anitra in the finale, that's going to be a huge disappointment. I I just am not a fan of like the fact that like it's so often uh, you're wearing the same thing over and over, but this yeah. time somebody is getting a pass. I hear you. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. You're they're, right. They're beautiful, beautiful cat suits. Beautiful cat suits. Cat suits, beautiful cat suits. Meow. Um, yeah. Uh, were there any of the stories that stuck out to you from the teacher ones? I really liked Ms. Rea's story about the, like, her, she was grew up Catholic, but when the Catholic church, like, told her it was not okay for her kids to be queer, that she left yeah and i also like mistresses about like being a queer teacher yeah 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 that, that was very meaningful so it was nice to see that and it, like i feel like both the wig loose episode and this episode were really timely for what's happening yeah. right now like how do they know a year ago when they were filming this that right this is what was going to be going on so that's pretty cool to me um all right and that brings us to the most recent episode episode 14 blame it on the edit they uh, did a lot of things in this episode. They had the Tic Tac lunch. Yeah. They did the filming of the music video for Blame It on the Edit. They all had to write their own verses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to see the verses at the end. There was a uh, Sasha won, Lux was safe, and then Mistress and Anitra were fighting for that final place in the top three just for it to be a top four. <sighs> I was so upset. I was so excited at the beginning of the episode when Rue was like, it's going to be a top three. Yeah. I was so excited that it was going to be a top three. And then I couldn't, I couldn't imagine getting rid of one of them. I could imagine getting rid of Lux. Really? Yeah. Well, yes, but not based on this this episode. Yeah. No, I felt the same. I was like, if there's one that could go, it's Lux for me, but based on her performance this episode it wouldn't have been justified because she was the first one to pick up choreo could you imagine learning choreography on no that would be my downfall and i i don't think it's like i i understand like what's happening on the spot learning you're already in full wardrobe on set do you think that's what happens though like do you show up to a music video and they're like all right i don't know about music videos but i've heard via my partner but that's basically how like theater auditions go for like when you're doing musicals and anything mm. with dancing. That's kind of how that is. See, I, I know that for me and I, I, I learned this from when I was on dance teams in college and then it, I was reminded of it when I was practicing for my talents for comedy queen. Like when it comes to dancing, I, uh, I need a moment for it to sink in. I need a, a night to sleep on it. And then it like all clicks for me. I'm not a talented dancer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can I can figure it out, but I do need at least a day to like yeah. to hear like to see the choreo, to be taught it, to do it very poorly, and then come in the next day and kill it. Right? Like, if yeah, but without that time, I would be like Mistress was, you know, just like Fully. struggling. Um, and it it always makes me mad when <laughs> when those things happen because I'm like, you're just not creating an environment where she can learn. Like that's not right. And, but it's a TV show, so I people learn in different ways. Yeah. Um, but what did you think of the music video? Did you? This have, like, was a like favorite? one of the better music videos that we've had. Yes, like I, editing, sound. Even though the song's not my favorite Rue song, mm. like everybody's verses were good. Right. 
No one had a bad one. I mean, but Sasha's was clearly Sasha the best. Colby. And her look. Her look. Like, her Pamela Anderson look. And then that like alien the look. alien upside down. Uh, yeah. That was that was everything. So she I didn't think they were gonna give her the win because she already has so many, but I just I didn't, didn't think they were gonna give a win this episode. Sometimes mm. they don't do a win final episode. True, true. Well she I, didn't get the professional edit from RuPaul. Michelle called her professional, but and it made me nervous. But it's always when RuPaul says professional, and Michelle said professional, but basically was like, yeah, but she's also like, you don't know what to expect from her. Yeah, she's it's, a it, professional, as in she's always put together, but she's she's not stuck all, in a rut, right? Yeah. Um, do you? Who do you think is going to win it all? I after okay, I've been Team Sasha this whole time. And, like, there was a minute that I could see somebody else potentially, like, sneaking up and taking it. But, like, after this episode... It's Sasha's, It's right? Sasha's. Unless she gets the four-win curse. Because the only person to break the four-win curse is Danny Beard. But that's also because Cheddar Gorgeous had four wins at the mm. same time. I I think Sasha's going to win it all. I, I honestly can't see it another way. And it's I, just, I can't either. Like... like Anitra, Mistress, and Lux. Like, if it was just them as a top three, I, I would be like, oh, who's going to win? Because right. they're all very talented. But, so- like, Sasha is. I think Anitra has the beyond. strongest chance against her. Oh, and, like, a lip sync? Yeah, what's the Well, format? just in general, I think Anitra has the strongest chance because she's got production on her side. And, like, she can lip sync the house down. I, I don't know. I actually. See, I feel like. W- Sasha is the full package, whereas the other three are all missing something. Yeah. You know, like Anitra is this amazing performer, this amazing lip syncer, but I do feel like she's lacking a little bit on like the public speaking side and like that, that empathetic, like connecting with per- like side. That was though, like something that they were trying to push this episode is how much she has grown into that though. Yeah. But even though with her growing, Sasha's so much more natural with it you know sasha also knew exactly when to pull out the trauma yes and also, she knew exactly when to reveal her cards and i was the, telling mark that's something if i got on reality television i would struggle with the most of like when to share what and what to share yeah because lord knows there's a chance that i'd be like first day just like blabbering about all my <laughs> all trauma. trauma once i got stung by a bee when i was watering the grass i was cutting the grass that okay <laughs> and it happened twice <laughs> yeah um well and then for like for lux i just feel like she she hasn't achieved that level of experience and honestly maturity in which yeah. she can like carry like she has a lot of star power but i don't think she has that ability to like carry it um yet without Lux is like, like with it seeming natural, you know. To me, Lux is the epitome of somebody they are going to bring back for an all star season yeah. and be a strong contender. And I feel the same about Mistress, honestly. I could see Mistress carrying well. I, I, I think I think where Mistress is lacking is one in the actual game of it itself. You know, she only has one win, but two, I, I don't think she's as strong as a, of a lip syncer. I don't think Drag Race is looking for. I don't think it matters that she's only had one win. Typically, I wouldn't, but I just feel like Sasha has really is just so well rounded in all the aspects. You know, I'm just trying to look at it from more than just my bias towards Sasha. But I don't have We've a bias had, for Sasha. I didn't, I, you know, honestly, I didn't really want her to win at the beginning, and because I was like, oh, she's this, she's this amazing professional. Everyone knows about her, and so 
for me, like, I want to see what you're going to do now. Because we've had Willow and Evie win with, with only one win. True, true. You're right. I mean, it ain't about the track record. They're going to crown whoever the fuck they want to crown, and they'll find a way to make that happen. True. And I think that they want to crown Sasha. Also having the first I don't trans know. winner of the flag, flagship season. Or they might want to crown Anitra. But why? Like, I don't know. They gave they... her two wins back to back. She's got three wins now. I don't dislike and Anitra. And she's but, gotten like, the, I'm you so... were born to do drag edit. Ruth said, you were born to do drag. You're right. You're right. Okay, well, I think we've beat this uh, drag race horse dead. Hot horse. Hot horse. Um, any other thoughts on the season so far? Just Sasha Colby. Yeah, Sasha motherfucking Colby. She's, she's so beautiful. She's got great tits. She's got great ass. <laughs> she's got a and that's phenomenal personality. Genuinely the best person I've ever worked with, and I will be riding that high for a very long time. Work. <laughs> you know what it's time for? What? Our favorite segment of the week. Oh. It's time for flops of the week. Yeah. This is a unhinged 60 second uninterrupted rant where either of us or both of us will get to go on uh, a tangent about whatever thing in the world is our flop for the week. Um, So I know I have mine. Do you have yours? I'm thinking. Okay. Well, I can go if you you want to buy yourself some time. That would be perfect. All right. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready whenever you are. Count me down. Three, two, one, go. My flop of the week is people who talk in the bathroom. I hate it so fucking much when I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm trying to get my business done. I'm minding my own business. When someone just comes in and they're going to be like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Right in front of myself. Exactly. I'm trying to eat in here. And when someone is like on the phone, it drives me insane. And like, okay, I'm going to share something a little personal about myself. I have shy kidneys. Okay. So it takes me a while sometimes when people are being so fucking loud in the bathroom and I'm just trying to do my business. They just want to yammer on about whatever's been going on in their... 25 seconds. Their life. Thank you. And I, I, I truly... And this is something that has bothered me forever. The bathroom is not a social place. The bathroom is a place where you do business. Disgusting! Exactly. It's a place where you go to get something taken care of. Don't be hanging out in there. I don't want you and your whole group of friends coming into Five the seconds. bathroom. And you know what? This is my right as a non-binary person to be mad about it. Give me my gender neutral bathroom god damn it so i don't have to hear you talking all the fucking time and that's why people talking in the bathroom is my flop of the week that was a very passionate unexpected flop of the week yeah are you one of those people who talks in the bathroom i don't think so but don't you hate if it? i'm like washing my hands maybe but well oh, mm, well okay washing your hands is one thing but like people who come in they talk at the urinal you know and they're like hi bud and, and then they're like it's usually like straight old white is it people are people talking to you no or talking to no because honestly if someone talked to me i would just i would act like they didn't exist i there probably has been a situation (laughs) where i've probably talked to mark while we were peeing before wow like in a public bathroom i don't know like you just go to that up i don't know oh i hate it and it would depend on the context and where and everything with with how much i've been traveling recently i just it happens all the time and it's so annoying to me i don't like when people are on their bluetooth and talking oh yeah that drives me like because you think they're like talking to you but they're just talking on the phone right yeah i, I, I get that 
No, it, it really drives me insane. I hate it so much. And like, people just act like it's normal. And maybe it is normal, but I, I feel like you don't see queer people doing that. Like, it's, it's very much a, a straight men thing. Did you just hear my throat? I did just hear your throat. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> peek behind the curtain of flapping and fawning. We've been having some testicle difficulties. Like, I don't know what is going on, but like the there's like a radio signal coming through my house now. And so if you've heard a buzz in the last few episodes, like it's the Russian spies. It, I, it must be. Yeah, it's just been very annoying. So um, thanks for bearing with us as we figure out some things and I uh, get my house padded so that signals can't travel through and cause issues on the pot. But anyways, Fawn, are you ready for your flop of the week? Yes, sure. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you your countdown. This is very, like, on the spot coming up with this idea, so... Oh, I love... Okay, three, two, one. My flop of the week are websites that don't give you estimated shipping dates. Hi, gay. Because, you know what? I need to order things, and I need them by a certain time, but I need to know what's my estimated ship time. True. What's the estimated processing time? I've got to buy things for a show and I need them on a certain deadline, especially if it's something that I'm going to have to customize myself Mm -hmm. or if it's something like for a gift, 30 seconds, I've got to buy this for somebody like my anniversary is coming up. My partner's birthday is coming up. I need these by a certain date. So I need to make sure they're here on time. So I don't look like the bad person by not having it here on time. And like, I just have to make sure that like 15 seconds, if I don't know what the estimated ship time is and then I order something and it takes five months to get here, that's <laughs> unacceptable. And I've got this handy little app called shop that will tell me like estimated things, but still that doesn't even tell me everything. Sometimes at least Amazon will be like your estimated time. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good one. That is why websites without estimated shipping times are Vaughn's flop of the week. Yeah, I'm really worried about the shoes that I just ordered because they didn't give me an estimated ship date. Who'd you order it from? Um, Amy Clubwear. Oh, makes me nervous. Um, I was ordered, I was like able to use shop pay for it and like make payments with it. So it should be like reliable. Yeah. I so Milano. I ordered boots from Milano. It's like this website. It sounds kind of similar to the one you ordered your shoes from. It did not have an estimated shipping time. They never showed up. And this was for my pageant. And I ended up having to get a backup pair of shoes. And uh, this was for my Thunderflap costume, the one where I was dressed as a superhero. I had like this blue armor that you made, you know. And yeah. I was trying to get boots that matched the color of the paint that was on there. And we couldn't find a paint that matched my backup boots, which was like this lighter kind of teal color. And one of some of the feedback I got was like, I, I love the costume, but I wish the boots matched. And I was like, me fucking too. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I hope these boots come in because they're really cute and they'd be great for like a photo shoot in the in that look. But yeah. And that's like with mine, I ordered them because they were out of stock on the Pleaser website. Because sometimes mm. stuff will be out of stock on the Pleaser website because, but because they do sell through other avenues as well, you can find them elsewhere if they're not on the Pleaser website. So I was just like, well, maybe this will have like the infer, like maybe these will get here on time and I need them by the 21st. Ooh, so I hope they come through for you. My Same. boots never did. Well, uh, why don't we take a break and then we'll get back into some news in the world. Sounds like a plan. Fan. 
And we are back with the news and our thoughts on news and politics in the world. So I think the biggest thing that we need to start with is the fallout of what um, of the Nashville shooting um, at, at the school. Because we, we at our last episode, um, on the, at the time we recorded that, we had just found out about the shooting. We knew that the suspect was potentially trans and it sounds like they um it's now been confirmed that they they were or that they are so um yeah so some of the things that have happened since then there has been like just a lot of news and a lot of hateful and just harmful queer rhetoric out there like have you seen this um people are okay I, i i found this tweet from caitlin jenner that i feel like I really do not like her. Um, but I feel like her, what she said here, it sums up the mentality of the hate that queer people are getting because she is this like Republican. I think she considers herself like the trans correspondent for Republicans, um, which is very sad considering this tweet. It says we live in a beautiful country called America where, where we are free to be whomever we want. The radical rainbow mafia has hijacked LGBT people and is the worst thing that has ever happened to LGBT people. They are in all caps, domestic terrorists. Well, right. But I'm like, does she know who Marsha P. Johnson is? Exactly. Now, like the thing is, I I would write this off if if it was like just one person saying this. But this seems to be the narrative that is being pushed right now. Right. Um, I know on Tucker Carlson, like they they have in like the trans pride flag colors, it's like trans terrorist um, with the photo of the shooter. And I've also seen some very, very awful memes. Yeah. I've seen some very triggering, awful memes. Like one of them, trigger warning, was mm-hmm. like when your pronouns are was, were. And I'm uh, like, that, that's so fucking insensitive and also transphobic at the same time. Yeah. Ugh. Also, like just the ugh, the narrative of this is, is so disgusting, but it's also very scary because, um, I mean, with the drag bands that are going on right now, with, with this um, shooter being trans, the a lot of Republicans and a lot of conservatives are arguing that the second amendment, you know, they, it used to be the argument, Oh, well, everyone should be able to own a gun. This, this right should not be restricted. But now they're saying, Oh, well, if you're, if you're not able to what they say in their words, if you don't know what your own gender is, then why should you have a gun? You know, which all of this is just so insane. They, they, they're like, like taking things out of context and yeah. Sorry. Here's the ahead. thing. Let's like also, especially with some of the stuff going on about gender affirming care. Let's see how many of these Republicans get gender affirming care of their own. Mm-hmm. How many of them get hair replacement stuff? How many of them get Botox? Yeah. That's fucking gender affirming care. Or how many of them, like, like what was it? The hormone blockers, right? Yeah. That, that people are so against that are Viagra com- that are comp- <laughs> right. Hormone blockers that are completely reversible for, uh, kids and teens who uh, who ask for them, who ask to like put off that puberty. Yeah. Um, that is not something that is just used for trans kids. Like straight or cisgender kids often uh, 
have to use this if they are, um, I, I forget the medical term, but it's like if they're advancing through puberty too quickly. Yeah. And so, uh, physicians will often prescribe hormone blockers that are reversible and that just block that those hormones from happening uh, over time. So yeah. all of this is just so backwards and it's just, it's coming from a place of such hate that people aren't able to see. Um, Cause like also they're just very misinformed, but have no interest in being informed. informed. Yeah. Um, speaking of misinformation, uh, uh, one thing that ha- has been a big story on Fox News right now, um, I think, you know, Trans Day of Visibility was this past Friday, um, but it sounds like Fox News is really running with the story of Trans Day of Vengeance and using that as this, um, a- as a made up holiday. This is something I had never heard of. And they were saying that this was a day that trans people were going to protest and attack um, other folks and just cause terror. Right. So like the, we're, what we're seeing right now is just the same kind of rhetoric that was used post nine 11 against um, yeah. Muslims and middle East Eastern people. Like it's, it's such this otherism kind of language uh, that is just causing people to be scared of queer people. Um, I've seen a lot of TikToks to comparing it to the Holocaust. Um, yeah. Yep. About how Jews were treated before the Holocaust with trying to get, make people scared of the Jews. Yes. And like, I say that as n- a non-Jewish person, I have seen those TikToks come from queer Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So it's not just something that like people that are not a, related to that community are coming up with. Right. Like this trans day of vengeance that they're talking about, um, they claim it comes from something called uh, Tran, which is, uh, according to Fox News, the Trans Radical Activist Network. This is my first time hearing of this, um, and they link to the website. And when you go to it, I don't, I don't know if this is a real organization or not, but it looks like a, a website that was real slapped together, real quick. But also, it, here's the thing: whenever you put radical in front of anything, you've got to realize radicals are always going to be the minority. Right. So true. Um, like this is not like, uh, yeah. And e- but even the language on this website, it's all very like where people speak hyperbolically. You know, it's like we will not let people rest. Like we will not let. Um, people see peace until we have these rights, right? And in a sense, like, do I agree with? Uh, do I agree with violence? Absolutely not. But I agree that we need to make sure that we are um, being active in, in getting people civil rights. Yeah. So I think what they're doing is just taking the words of this organization and taking them out of context. Um, and maybe there was like some tweet about the trans day of vengeance, um, that they took and just ran with as, Oh, look, this is something we should be scared of now. Um, because apparently conservatives don't know how to be pro anything. They're just anti everything. So people will only ever see what they want to see. Exactly. Um, so yeah, there was just a lot of layers to this, uh, to the fallout of the shooting from Monday. So, and and on top of that, like, it's just so heartbreaking to know that this happened again. Like six people lost their lives. You yeah. know, these are real people. These are three of them were educators. Three of them were students. Like what? 
the fact that this has been allowed to continue is just mind-boggling to me and especially and like there's also something about it happening in the state that is being the most anti drag queens and queerness like right now yeah they're kind of on the forefronts of that they really really are um i also wanted to show you one thing that I think I am really happy to see is that students have been protesting in Tennessee at their, at the national capital, um, of, uh, for gun control and, um, yeah. in, in, they were demanding an end to gun violence. And David Hogg, uh, who, if you're not familiar with who David Hogg is, he is a gun rights activist who I can't remember what school it was, but he was, um, he was a survivor of a school shooting and he really led the charge for this um, gun, the, uh, demanding an end to gun violence, like the, these protests um, that have been going on. But I wanted to show you this clip because it's here. I'll just go ahead and play it. Okay, so what we're seeing here is a student being pulled from a doorway by a sheriff. Um, and the sheriff is what they're doing, is they're being a bodyguard for a Nashville lawmaker, right? And this lawmaker is having to go through this crowd of protesting students. And these students are giving him hell. No one is attacking him. No yeah, one is nobody's laying him. a finger on him. But these sheriffs are being hella aggressive with these children. Right. But when I see this, like it lit I I've maybe I'm wrong for this, but I feel very happy. Like I am glad that people are not letting these lawmakers rest they like yeah because it's not acceptable like we right. cannot allow this to continue like people people are dying in schools literally like, dying they're children like in the fact that we are allowing the nra um to pay off these lawmakers like yeah no this this can't continue so i hope that this momentum continues and that more students are taken upon themselves to mobilize and scare the fuck out of these lawmakers because this cannot continue now no one no if you get caught up in the heat of the moment leave no one should be harmed in this there should not be violence because it only as we have already seen when a queer person or someone fighting for the right cause does something awful it causes more problems right it makes this conversation much more complicated so continue to give them hell but do it peacefully because you don't want to make them a martyr. Exactly. Okay. That's a lot, Robin. So we also have some other intense news stories that I just feel we need to talk about, but um, I feel like they're not quite as intense as (laughs) the shooting. So yeah, deep breath. We're going to keep moving. Um, Trump was indicted. (laughs) (laughs) They're not as intense. (laughs) Meanwhile, Trump was president. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I mean, so like, this is one of those weird ones, right? Like what were your thoughts on the indictment? I am going to be completely honest. I have not completely kept up with it. Yeah. Okay. I like have been aware that this was happening, but I don't really know the details. Same. This is one where I, I, I know a little bit. But it's nothing that I, I really, truly know about. I'm excited that he is being indicted. Yeah. But I don't know why he's being indicted. So, 
Okay, I'm just going to share what we know because also I don't want to pay too much credit to this until we actually see action from it because right. so often we hear this, oh, like this was the nail in the coffin for whatever is case. Um, but what what we know is that Trump was indicted, which means that he will have to go into court. He will have to get a mugshot taken, which I, I think, right, It's and that is scheduled for Tuesday. So um, or, or it will be right around the time this episode comes out. I am, I am guessing that it is going to be the most widely shared photos I'm ever. I'm so excited on to see his mugshot. Media. Right? Um, now, what the charges that he, he, he's been uh, indicted for 34 different charges. Um, and this is for the, from the state of New York. Um, and basically, w- the the overarching theme of these charges are that he paid hush money. Um, oh, this is about Stormy the Stormy Daniels Daniel stuff. Yes. Maybe I didn't know that. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, but it just seems like something that we have had for a really long time. Um, information that we've had for a long time, but they're finally doing something. Yeah. Um, Stormy Daniels is an icon. <laughs> right. Um, but yes, we have like the w- w- when there is an indictment, basically, if you're not familiar, the indictment happens. And that just means that the charges are kept under a seal, but uh, they are brought forward to be processed. Um, and then there is the surrendering, which means that Trump will have to actually go to uh, a courthouse have that mugshot taken and actually go before a court for the first appearance. And then after that court uh, case, they will determine whether or not he is guilty for or innocent for those um, 34 different charges that he was indicted against uh, in the arraignment at the end of that court case. So there's still more info to come, um, but it's happening. And I I did know more about that than I thought I did. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a pretty simple thing. Like nothing, nothing has really happened other than people moving paper around. So hopefully it's also just been like chaos. So I like will hear things and then I forget until like people start talking about it in detail again. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I know this. Yeah. No, I I feel you. That's exactly how I feel. All of my um, political science knowledge from when I was an undergrad, I'm like, wait, yeah, I know things about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Next we have, the a lot of people have probably heard about the TikTok ban, but yes. also known as the Restrict Act. Here, do you want to talk a, a little bit? <laughs> do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I know that you you mentioned that you know a little bit more about how it. It's not just a TikTok ban. Um. So the Restrict Act. Also, if you watched any of the trial stuff, the way they were te- like treating the CEO or whatever of TikTok. Oh yes, I know. What was you- so fucking awful. And honestly, racist. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, so right. Are you, are you talking about where... Where they, they were inter- interviewing or whatever yes. him, and like they wouldn't even give him a chance to answer the fucking question, or he'd take his time in answering because English is not his first language. And also, technology is complicated to explain. You yeah. Know? This is clearly someone who's very smarter than the lawmakers that we and have. I'm like, Ed. also, hello, you're mad about TikTok taking your information... But yeah, you're signing up for these AI generators. <laughs> you're yeah. using Facebook. You're using Twitter. You're using Google with AdSense. Mm-hmm. And you're only mad because... And, and it's also, you're mad because this person is Chinese. Right. And, and TikTok is... And TikTok um, it, it's is also educating where, the masses. Yeah, I, th- I, I think that is the true thing that scares them. Like ever since... Um, I believe there was a TikTok trend where people 
when Trump was trying to get reelected, he would have rallies and people would buy up all the tickets. So it would look like it was sold out. Yeah. And I think that ever since then people realize the power of like Gen Z and that TikTok has to mobilize people just from their homes. Yeah. Um, and I think that is what this really revolves around, but the restrict act, you know, it, it covers TikTok, but it also, it's like covers other things. It, from what I remember, the article slash TikTok that I saw, it was talking about how it can basically be eventually blanket applied to anything. Yeah, like any social media. And essentially, the government can also have surveillance on you and have access to your cameras and you can be fined for using a VPN to access any restricted content, you can literally be fined up to, I think, a million dollars. See, the VPN one was the one that I really wanted to bring up on this podcast because, like, see, this is not a political podcast. I know that we're going to be talking about news a lot more, <laughs> but a lot is just happening Especially in the world right now. with what's happening, we will yeah. be talking about it a lot more. But with the VPNs, like, this affects people who listen to this because a lot of you I'm guessing use a VPN to watch drag race or these other drag reality competitions yeah. that you can't watch um, in your home state or your home country. So you have to use a VPN so that you can watch all the international seasons and all those things. And VPNs are great for, for that. Uh, but also they um, provide additional security. So it makes it harder for uh, hackers to like throttle your Wi-Fi and get your information that way. Yeah. Um, so like for my own job, like I have to use a VPN every single day. So the fact that they're trying to ban this, I don't think they're really trying crazy. to ban VPNs inherently. I think oh, it's okay. just, um, they are going to be able to monitor what you're using your VPN mm. for. But I would, I would be willing to guess that that would include things like accessing Cont, uh, country restricted country specific restricted content does that I make don't sense? know maybe like because I could I could reasonably see someone arguing that that is considered like theft you know yeah but I know they were also taught like the main point of it with the TikTok that I saw was talking about how if you're like accessing TikTok with a VPN you can like be charged and either thrown in jail uh, or given a fine. I see. Interest. They just really hate TikTok, don't they? And like, um, essentially, you will be able there. They'll be able to like just determine on a whim because they will be forming a council for this, the communication, whatever. And basically, they'll be able to decide on a whim what is and isn't acceptable. Hmm love that which is real dangerous especially with everything going on around trans rights and drag yeah. and all of that right now too yeah yeah and i think that that is another layer of this too right like i feel like before the internet the main queer safe spaces were bars right it's yeah. like th those were the you had to meet in person to have that safe space but the thing that i like that I love about the internet now is that people are able to connect and build that queer community that safe space without even having to leave their home. And that's great for people who are disabled. Maybe if they have social anxiety, maybe if they're sober and don't want to go to a bar, right? Like these are great. But what these things are doing is it's restricting that access that makes it harder for people to connect. And that's just, that's not right. Yeah. So this is another one to keep your eyes on. Nothing has exactly happened yet, but it will likely be coming out very, very soon with more info. Okay. I think we're on to more lighthearted news now. Do you have anything awful in the world that we need to talk about before we move on? 
Just diarrhea. Party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Gwyneth trial. I know nothing about this. <laughs> I have seen memes about it. I honestly don't care enough. Of, like, I honestly just haven't cared enough to, like, research or look into it. I just... It's I, kind of like the Selena, yeah. Haley Bieber thing to me. Like, I know that it exists, but I'm not <laughs> invested enough to go look for it. I hear you. And it, it, it plays no impact on us whatsoever. But I, I think, think the memes are just so funny. <laughs> I think that's why I haven't really looked into it, because I also didn't get into the... What was it? The... What's his name? He played Jack Sparrow. Oh, oh, ever since that. Yeah, Johnny Depp. The Johnny Depp trial thing. I didn't really get into that. I did not I'm like, there's so much other shit that's like threatening to me personally. Why would I? I found that case to be sad. But the Gwyneth trial is just so like minuscule. It's I just think it's it's kind of it's funny because it's one of those cases where um, it's just rich people doing rich shit. Right. Yeah. So. Gwyneth back in 2016, I believe, was there was a crash that happened between her and another skier, and the 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 guy who is not Gwyneth Paltrow, um, he sued her, claiming it was her fault, right? And she countersued for one dollar um, for like defamation, and she has ultimately won this case and been awarded one dollar. Oh yeah, that's fully just a petty thing people will do, <laughs> right? But the like in all of the I wouldn't videos. be surprised if it was one dollar plus court cost. Mm, probably. Uh, but like there are just two moments that I really, really love. Like when they're when they're asking her like about okay, what were the things that you lost? Like what was your um uh, what what emotional damage was this done to you? She just responds, Well, I lost half a day of skiing. And <laughs> Yeah. It's just like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, if I was this rich, I would be this petty, probably. Yeah, right. And then when she won her case, uh, allegedly she went over to the um, defendant, no, the plaintiff, and whispered in his ear, I wish you well. <laughs> and left. And I just think it's the most cunty thing you can do. That's iconic, honestly. <laughs> uh, okay, work, Gwyneth. Um, how about the RuPaul Build-A-Bear? Honestly, here's the thing. What do you think? I don't think it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah, they kind of they did her dirty. It's like the, the I watched, Christmas ornament. I watched the <laughs> video <laughs> of RuPaul unboxing it. There's a video of RuPaul unboxing there the video of RuPaul unboxing it. <laughs> but like, I am excited to see Build a Bear doing a RuPaul bear because in the time that we're in with drag being so in the crosshairs of mainstream yeah um lawmakers for a children's toy store to be like oh you don't think drag's okay for children we're gonna make a Here's drag a queen bear <laughs> granted also it's the RuPaul bear is under the bear cave, which is their more adult line, mm. but it's still accessible from the main website. So yeah, I love that. I, I want more drag queen. You know, those drag queen, like plush toys that people put out. Yeah. Uh, it's my dream to be famous Pops. enough. Yes. It's my dream to be famous enough to like make those happen. Like, I, always I would want a love custom, a little flapjack toy. I always wanted a custom, uh, painted fawn Funko. Okay. Here we are. I found the video. Uh, Let's watch. Hey, it's RuPaul, and I am so excited because today is the day I unbox 
the RuPaul's Build-A-Bear. Here's the birth certificate right here. I'm so excited. <laughs> Here's the box. I'm gonna open the box and see what she looks like. She's gorgeous. I see lots of blonde hair. Oh my gosh. Oh, that looks better than gorgeous. the site photo. Look at the gold gown and the blonde hair. No heels. Oh my goodness. No Look nails. That eye makeup. Oh my <laughs> gosh. This is so great. I feel like a proud parent. <laughs> oh my gosh. And here's a little sign here. The RuPaul Build-A-Bear. Oh, this is fantastic. I think everyone's going to love this. Gorgeous. Way to go, Build-A-Bear. <laughs> right? Not the rar. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of want it just because of like the statement that it's making. Yeah. You know? That is so cute. Oh my god. Okay, now I will say that they could have put some better hair on this um this bear, but I mean they probably <laughs> just use one of those RuPaul Party City wigs. Oh yeah. I, do you remember awful. those? Yes, I do. Or like it's like the Trixie Mattel ones you can find now on Amazon. Horrendous. Um uh, Oh my god, that is so precious. Yeah. Oh my god, maybe I'll get myself a RuPaul Build a Bear. I know. Although they're like seventy dollars, so I'll probably not. Are they really? Yeah, a, the bear website um, that I have pulled up, sixty four dollars, oh. and that's not even for uh, shipping. But oh, oh, it does have heels. It just wasn't wearing heels in the video. But I yeah. wonder if we could go to Build a Bear and make one. Maybe if they would, actually have them in the main that stores. That would be so fun. Um, okay. All right, work build a bear. I love that story. Um, okay, what about the drag is not dangerous telethon? So this just got announced in response to all of the like legislation around drag. Um, there has been a telethon announced, obviously, as it's called drag is not oh. isn't dangerous telethon, and it's been spearheaded by PEG Records, which. I think is the one that works with a lot of the Rue girls for their music. Oh, okay. And they're partnering with Glad, Out TV, Trixie Cosmetics, Serve Vodka, and a lot more other queer businesses they're yeah. partnering with for it. And it's going to be like May 7th at 7 p.m. It's $20 to tune in. Oh. Um, 7 p.m. Eastern time. But they've got a cast of entertainers that they're going to be like raising money to go fight these bills. Interesting. Okay. Um, their cast includes Alaska, Bibi Zahara Benet, Bob the Drag Queen, Darian Lake, Davina DeCampo, Eureka O'Hara, Ginger Mint, Jackie Beat, Jiggly Caliente, Jinx, Jujube, Katya, Carrie Colby, Laganja Estranja, Manila, Miss Cracker, Monet, Nina West, Peppermint, Selena S. Titties, Sherry Vine, Trinity Tuck, and Trixie Mattel. Was Willem on that list? Sorry. Or is that... I, th I did not see Willem on the list. But okay. Well, I asked because I know that Willem and Alaska are also doing an event, but I am... I mean, Willem could have been on the list and I just didn't see it. Possibly. Well, that's so that's so exciting, though, to have the Dragon's Not Dangerous telethon. I feel like there's a lot of, like, virtual things happening that's kind of taking me back to 2020, you know? Yeah. And... Even though like that was a hard time and I don't want to ever go back to like exclusively having that, but I do I do like it. Like I like that you can have drag like streamed to your television without having to leave in some oh, ways, yeah. you know? It um, is one of those things for this telethon. Part of me is like, oh, these are all Rue girls except for two. 
Mm, There's part of me that's like that, but also like these are also the biggest names of drag race. And when you're doing something to raise money for something like this, I can understand wanting to have the biggest of the biggest names. I get that too. I do wish we would have had some gender diversity outside of um, just having trans women. I wish there could be some AFAB individuals, some drag kings, some non-binary drag artists. Like, yeah, we've got trans and non-binary folk that are in the cast, but they all live. Everybody in the cast is a queen. It would be nice to have something else. But also, I do understand these are the biggest names. Yeah. And we're trying to raise money. And big names are what draws in people to spend money. I get that too. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I, well, the reason I mentioned the Alaska and Willem event, they're doing one that is going to be streamed in Nashville. So like Alaska and Willem are coming there, Meatball, I think a few others, and several Nashville entertainers. And it's just called Drag is Good. And I believe tickets have now sold out, but it's in Nashville and people can stream it as well. I think it's like 15-ish dollars on the Mom Plus website. Um, that's Moguls of Media. So work. I'm loving for all of these sort of shows that are fundraising to yeah. fight back. Like, I mean, we're, we're queer people. We're going to create art. And I think we need to do that and do it in the best way we can to actually like make effective change. So I love that story. Yes. Also in other positive news, Lizzo just announced that her, um, underwear line Yitty will be releasing a gender affirming shapewear line that includes tucking thongs and binders. Ooh, how exciting. I know it's slated to release this summer. And I will probably be buying a tucking my tucking thong myself. <laughs> but it's just like so nice to see gender affirming, like, because I don't know. There's some with Lizzo being so positive for all bodies, yeah, and and now it truly is all bodies. Mm-hmm. That's just great. And then like even like with Rihanna doing male stuff and doing the jock straps, which we know are targeted to the gay men. Right. Like it's great seeing celebrities cater to their audiences. I agree. Uh, especially when those audiences are queer. Right. That's what we want. Um Yeah, I love that for like Lizzo is so wonderful. I love Lizzo. She she really uh like I, I can't believe how people attack her for her body. Like it's like y'all have a lot of gall, you know, and a lot of nerve to the just cheek the nerve, the gall, the gumption, and the audacity. That too. I yeah. Go go Lizzo. This is called Yitty by Lizzo, and I don't know if I'll be buying new underwear from her, but maybe maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I think there's it's, some it's cute stuff on our website. There. Um, but I will probably be buying one of those tucking thongs myself. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Yitty by Lizzo. Yeah, I okay. And the pro and the promo photo for it, it just has such like body diversity, gender diversity, so great. Okay, well, I think we just have one other news story, and I'm gonna start it with a question: Is six nuts a day too much? <laughs> yes. No. I don't thoughts? know how to answer this. <laughs> I'm gonna say. No, no, no such thing as too much nut. Okay, well, this podcast, I I don't know what it's called. It's just this video that has been like circulating on Twitter um, and it's gotten a lot of attention and the responses have been so fucking funny. (laughs) Uh, 
Anyways, I'm just gonna play the clip. Proud thing that all these women have going on. I mean, I don't knock women for feeling proud and for wanting to have, you know, that girl power and holding things over him, but no, you've gotta give it up, ladies. I please my man in every way, all the ways. Wake him up, he gets to nut. One. Before he leaves out the door, he's leaving empty nut. Two. <laughs> At work, I am calling him like, come outside, it's your lunch break. It's time for you to get your nut off. Three. When he gets home, he's getting fed. He is getting another nut. Four. And one before bed or two if he's lucky. Five, six. That's it. That's a secret. <laughs> I make sure that my man nuts at least six or seven times a day thing that all these women have going yeah she said at least six or seven times a day <laughs> that's a lot it, that's that, a lot robin it really really is that was a lot robin i <laughs> and the responses are people like responding super like spongebob being really dehydrated right. or like the clip from holes where it's like i'm tired of this grandpa that's, that's too, too damn, damn bad. bad keep digging <laughs> I quit, do you know how often i quote that Every day. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> that should be on the soundboard. Um, <laughs> well, that's too damn bad. Yeah. Keep digging. I don't know. Is six nuts a day too much? That's six a or lot. seven? I mean, every single day, that's, that's insane. That's a lot. Like, and how do you have time for anything else? Right. <laughs> he must be like a two pump chump. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially two before bed. Two before bed. I mean, he's gonna be out <laughs> like a light. But and the, the one that got me was I the don't lunch remember break. The last time that I've like done it that many times. No, not, I mean, I, well, okay. I feel like this is weird to share, but like I, I remember being in like a high school or middle oh, school yeah, and like just being crazy. But like, <laughs> when you're home alone during the summer and you're like, how many times can I do it in yeah, one day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big mouth things, people things. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so the one that gets me though is the the lunch break. It's like come outside, <laughs> like it's it's time. Like you're just in the car at this man's workplace, like that's so inappropriate. I can I just like envision her in the back, like she's got blacked out windows and she's in the back seat, just it's on her back, legs sprawled out. <laughs> uh, well, good for her. I mean, he certainly can't cheat when uh <laughs> when you broke his dick, so. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of our episode. It's time for our fawn of the week. So, fawn, what's your fawn of the week? Um, my fawn of the week is just taking drag in a more time efficient and manageable way. Yeah, it, like because I have always kind of been somebody that does a lot of my things a little bit last minute. Um, Relatable. Because, like, even back in the day when I was on cast at a bar, I would, like, make a... Not always needing to, but I would just, like, make an outfit the night before or even the day of. Yeah. Just because I could. But I also was, like, performing every single week. And I'm trying to break myself of that. And especially the past few months, I've really realized how much I need to break myself of that. Mm. Because I am doing fewer things but i feel like they are bigger more impactful things and i want to execute high quality and i can't always do that on a short time frame as well as like it's not good for my mental health it's not good for my relationship yeah like something's got to change but i also can't stop putting out the quality that i am so i've just got to manage my time better i feel that 
I, yeah. And I also don't think it's like, it's bad on you to reuse those things and get those numbers to a point like with those particular right. looks where you're like really, really, really happy. And you know, like every right. breath of the mix that you made or whatever for right. it, you know, like that is, that's kind of my goal for my ultimate drag goal is to create, I, I believe the number is like 60 different drag numbers that yeah. I, and if I have that many and I have like that many outfits and that many mixes that I'm just really happy with. And at any point I can p- call on them, then I don't have to use the same mix or the same outfit for at least six months in between. And right. I feel like that is like the sweet spot of like every show is always going to be fresh. Um, and that is something that is a 10 year goal. <laughs> not, not a, not a, I have to do this right now. And so, it's one of those things too. I have realized like I've, been wearing the same shoes over and over so i'm slowly revamping mm. that i've been wearing the same wigs over and over so i'm like trying to get more wigs but also at the same time like once mark and i get our place together i'm going to be taking a lot of my old wigs that i don't wear anymore and washing and restyling Ooh, okay and then i'll have a whole new fresh wig wardrobe yeah that's gonna be very very nice to like so. Re- refresh and revamp everything yeah because it's one of those things even like some of my old stuff i've got some old stuff that i still enjoy and i still like feel like fits the quality that i present now but yeah. there's a lot of my old stuff that i'm like i've outgrown that quality wise mm. so there's a lot of i still need to keep refreshing and updating a lot and sometimes that means making things from scratch true good thing i have a lot of fabric yeah i just often still come up with ideas that requires me to buy new fabric get get something new yeah that's always the excuse it's like oh well i have this one tiny i have this rhinestone i'm gonna use let me go buy six new yards of fabric (laughs) and but i didn't have to buy the rhinestone (laughs) because it's just like there's some stuff that is like i'll come up with an idea but i'm like but this doesn't fit the fabric that i have yeah so i guess i gotta buy new fabric meanwhile i've got fabric that i've had for over a year i totally get that i i need to be i've had ideas for things that i've like um just splurged and went out and bought but i did this like when i first started drag you know yeah. and i didn't really have the resources and time to like make things the way i can now yeah so i'm hoping that um one i need to really save some money especially after comedy queen and stop buying things new so I, i'm hoping to like keep things fresh by buying or by using <laughs> the things i already have um but anyways my fawn of the week is actually going to go to Wes Anderson. I am really excited because my he's my favorite filmmaker. I love all of his shit. I mean, people know I talk about him all the time. And now that I'm I'm done with Comedy Queen and I'm just like taking some time for myself, like really trying to reconnect with me myself as a person, I am so excited that Asteroid City is going to be Wes Anderson's new movie. It's like this like it's kind of like nope themed you know like oh. like, like desert aliens love that so i'm really excited for that to come out on june 16th and i definitely plan to plan to go um so yeah that oh, is my he did uh grand Pud- grand budapest yes motel maker of grand budapest hotel fantastic mr fox mm-hmm. the front he released the french dispatch either last year or in 2021 and i just like the symmetry of it it like his he also did sing Oh, well, that's not in his traditional style. He's probably just involved with it. Like, it's like a co-director or something. Was he, like, the main director? I don't know. I Google him in movies and Sing comes up. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know what he was involved with for that. But I know, like, if you... And Sing, too. 
Yeah, if you've ever seen his movies, he's very symmetrical and everything has this very like cutesy, artsy style. Um, and that has always been an influence of my drag. Like I've always wanted mine to kind of, I, I want my drag to look like I could be in a Wes Anderson movie yeah. um, in a way. I've so. heard of the, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, but I've not seen it. Ah, great film. Great um, film. Oh, he also did Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Yes. I love like Isle, Do- Isle of Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox, like that kind of animation. Yeah. The stop motion. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, and like it's so detailed. So that is what my fun of the week is going to. I'm just really, really pumped for that. Um, and just to, in general to consume media that I have been depriving myself of for the last two years <laughs> since I've been on this crazy drag marathon. But um, yeah, that's my fun of the week. Well, Thanks, everyone, for listening to Flapping and Fawning. We'll see you at our events coming up. Yes! Buy your tickets. And buy our merch. Please. We're poor. Send us some money. This ain't cheap. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.